It's time to unlock the secrets of your dreams. I have pastor and author Gary Fishman here, and he is here to interpret dreams. In fact, we have so many dreams, I can't even believe it. We we actually did a, um, a Facebook Live video, and, and like dreams are starting to pour in. So you ready, Garrett? We're gonna, we're gonna interpret some dreams today. Okay. <laughs> if you guys still have dreams, and you would like them interpreted, you can actually message me on Facebook, or you can... Um, you can also text me if you are privileged enough to have my phone number. <laughs> Not quite sure about that. But we're also going to try and do a, a, a Facebook Live, which is something that I've never done before. So before we get into some of these dreams, let's just talk a little bit about dream interpretation and that how God is speaking to people, especially right now. You know, there's, there's a lot of um, political dreams that are going on, and we're not going to endorse anybody. Okay, I'm really not going to endorse anybody, but people who know me know well, who I'm are. not going to. Okay, so Gary's anybody. not going to. Pastor Gary's not going to, and, and I'm not going to, although. Okay, so <laughs> it wants to just come out, but I can't. Um, so uh, why are so many people having political dreams, do you think? Well, God is always speaking, but the thing is that you have to remember that dreams are conditional. I remember back in, um, what was it? 2008 in that election when with Sarah Palin so many people were posting dreams about Sarah Palin that she was going to um, be the vice president that she was significant she was going to change America mm -hmm. and you know and that could have been God's will you know she might have been chosen but the church never arose to really get behind her, to support them. Mm -hmm. So, and, you know, up to the last day of that election, there were prophetic words being released and dreams and visions that they saw. Um, I guess it was John McCain then and Sarah Palin that they were going to pull it out at the last minute. So dreams are conditional. I see it happen in every election. So um, we have to discern which are God and which are not people's desire to see something happen. And then you have to pray. If you believe that you received a dream from a, about a certain candidate winning and that that's God's choice, now you have to partner with God in order to pray and then you have to go out and actually vote. Mm. So we have responsibilities. It's not just I have a dream and now God is going to do it all. It's I have a dream, now I have a responsibility to pray. Okay. So so if you so if somebody's having dreams now there are certain people who are having dreams about different political people, but it's not so much that they endorse the candidate or they even like the candidate, but they are still having these dreams. So I don't think that would be, would that, that wouldn't necessarily be from the person, especially if, if they're struggling with, with it, right? So would that then be like a God kind of giving them a heads up kind of dream? Well, first of all, you'd have to actually go and interpret the dream to see what it means. Just because you dreamed about right. a person doesn't necessarily mean they're supposed to win, just as if you're single and you dream about someone, it doesn't necessarily mean that that's your future mate. That's for somebody watching right now or listening. 
Okay. Or I guess they're watching too, right? On well, now they, now they are. And so there's Pastor Gary. So somebody just texted me. They said, what does it mean when you have snakes coming into your house? Green snakes. Snakes symbolize, um, symbolize deception. So when you have snakes coming into your house, it means there's a deception. It means that you're believing something that's not true. And if it's green snakes, green typically has to do with finances. So it's a dream, the enemy sending a deception about finances typically. Oh, that's good. That's very good. Okay, so if somebody is having, um, say, a dream about like uh, a swimming pool or a ladder, because those people have dreams about water, especially there are some people who dream about, um, they actually dream about uh, being, especially in some sort of um, like a, a tsunami or like a tidal wave hits. Mm-hmm. So what, what is something like that? Well, every one of those things you just mentioned were different. So there's a difference between a tsunami and a swimming pool. Uh, a swimming pool typically would represent the, a call of, for, to be refreshed in the Holy Spirit, to soak in the Holy Spirit, to enjoy the Holy Spirit. A tsunami, on the other hand, is it can... It typically, uh, it could either be a move of the Holy Spirit or it could be a move of the enemy. But not just a normal move of the Spirit, but something that's going to absolutely change society, change the atmosphere, turn, turn things upside down. You know, so then you have the difference between... You see, you have to look at the symbol and see exactly what it's saying. So there's a difference even between a river, because a river moves. So that would be the moving of the Holy Spirit. There's a difference between that and a lake, where it's pretty stagnant. So the... Every symbol regarding water would be different. Then you got to see, is the water clean or is the water dirty? Dirty water would be a false spirit or false teaching. And I, I think that's kind of interesting because, um, you know, some of the, some people who have, have dreams about, especially like a tidal wave, you know, they always think it's destruction that God is about to, you know, destroy, you know, especially the East Coast. Everybody has it about, or even about uh, California. You know, California's going under. But what you just said about how the water, depending on the water, depending on what it means, it could, it could actually be a very positive thing. So let me ask you a question. Why, why is it that God speaks to us in, in, in parables or in he uses different people to, um, like it doesn't, like if we dream about our mother or our father, that doesn't necessarily mean it's our mother and our father, like God's speaking about them. Sometimes they could be a symbol to something, correct? Yeah, everything in dreams can be a symbol, including the people, including the actual dreamer can be a symbol. So typically a father would represent God the Father, Typically, a mother would symbolize the church, you know, who is supposed to nurture you and raise you up. Okay. So these are, and so those are some of the, the different things. Let's, let's see if we can um, 
we're gonna we're gonna try we're trying to figure out how to do this because we're doing live but i'm gonna have to go off so say bye <laughs> bye because now we're going to actually be um interpreting people's dreams so if you still have dreams send them in because we are live and marie too <laughs> exactly so let me just give you some of the different dreams um they're Okay, so there is one here. Short one, because I know you love we short We love them dreams. short. Ah, and coincidentally, it is a Donald Trump dream. I had a dream that Donald Trump came into my house upstairs in my sister's bedroom and lit the curtains on fire. I tried calling 911, but I put the fire out and saved the people in my house. So that's one. <laughs> Yeah, see, I don't think that dream has anything to do with Donald Trump himself. Just like you said, people are symbolic. Mm -hmm. So, a, a, very often a politician will represent the political spirit. Now, what is the political spirit? The, and the house very often represents the church. So, in other words... I, I believe that the person who had the dream is called to stand against the political spirit, which is about elitism, which is about um, division. It's about bringing not actual politics into the church, but it, it's about things being centered on a person instead of the word and, and the Holy Spirit. And I believe the person who had the dream has a passion for the pure moving of the Spirit and for the uncompromising Word of God being preached. Okay. Um, I think we actually have a caller. So let's see what dreams they have. Hi, welcome to Touch by Prayer. Where are you calling from? Hey, Lisa, this is Michael King. I'm calling from Portland, Oregon. How are you doing today? Very good. Hey, Michael, thank you so much for calling. So do you have a dream for Pastor Gary? I do, actually. Hey, Pastor Gary, it's a pleasure Hi, to meet you. Hi, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Okay. So, you ready for the dream? This one's a bit confusing, but I'll try and make it as simple as possible. Yes, if you can make it as simple as possible, we like We're simple. We're already confused, so it won't hurt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I was with my wife and my brother in a hotel. I left the hotel and got in a truck and started driving. I am on a road with big mountainous cliffs on my left and the ocean on my right. All of a sudden, the ocean starts having massive, like, 100-foot waves. And um, I didn't know if there was a storm or if it was, like, a rogue wave or but whatever it was. So cliffs on my left, big waves on my right. Uh, my, my right. Um, I floored the gas to drive forward to position myself differently, like in a different place, because I just felt like it was going to be a better place to be when I got hit by the wave. Um, and I actually drove just past the cliff. Um, so the wave hit, and I realized at that point I'm, like, completely powerless. I thought I was going to be okay, and now I'm like, oh, I'm in big trouble. And I just started yelling out immortality, and as the water hit the truck, it moved me towards another hotel, uh, and then it left and I was fine. And then I got, an, I booked a room in that hotel for my uh, brother and pulled my cell phone to call my wife, but the phone was cracked and melted. And that's it? That's the whole dream? And that's the dream. Okay. 
Okay, so a hotel shows that you were going through a time of transition and um, then going into a truck. Typically, vehicles represent ministries. So it, the dream would show that you had a transition in your ministry. Either, see, I'm not sure if it happened already or if it's future, but coming in between going down a road or up a road where there's a cliff on one side, waves on the other side. What the Lord is saying is that the next step in the ministry is going to take a great um, step of faith, that God really is going to stretch you. You're going to, it's going to seem either you're in it or it's coming to seem like you're in a precarious situation, and it seems like you're going to be overtaken. It seems like things are becoming overwhelming. But God is showing you that the, that it's a temporary situation. Then you're going into another hotel, which means even another transition. So in other words, what God is doing is that he's taking you out. He's, get, he's stretching you. He's bringing you um, into a whole new level. So what seems like a precarious situation with... The, something that looks difficult is actually going is preparing you for the next level and that's what the next hotel would show that there's something even greater coming past the trial and the um past the difficulty that you might be going through god is saying at the end there's something much greater that you're going to transition into and you're going to be okay that's really awesome. Do you have any idea why the cracked and melted smartphone at the end? Um, well, what I think it means, see, typically your wife in dreams represents the, the church. And what I believe is the cracked and melted phone is showing that you're going to go to a time where God wants you to be focused on him rather than people. That your direction, your guidance, your encouragement, not that you don't, not that it doesn't come from people, but God mm -hmm. really wants the focus to be on Him. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. That is awesome. So what do you think, Michael? So it's hard to say. Um, that, that dream was particularly confusing to me, and, and you brought a lot of clarity, so thank you very much. Um, I do feel like I'm in a position where I'm kind of in a transition from um, in, in a number of different areas. Um, I think the one that's most obvious to me is some of where I feel like God's taking me, specifically from a ministry perspective, um, that's combining kind of some of the things that I'm writing about and some of the things that I feel like God's pushing me to do, and it is going to be a stretch. Um, just because it's stuff I haven't done before, it would be teaching. It would be teaching about resurrection and immortality, um, and, and really the gospel that Jesus died so that we don't have to die. And so, so for health and life, for not just our spirit in heaven after we die, but that that He said you don't have to die. So, um, really trying to help the body advance in that, um, and, and that is going to be a challenge because it's not something that most of the body is ready to hear. Um, so, so, yeah, that definitely makes a lot of sense. And then, too, 
I think just being reminded that, you know, in in this period that, you know, the thing isn't to lean on everybody else, it's to lean heavily on the Lord. So that's very encouraging. Thank you. Right. And the other thing, as I said, is that the stretch you're going through or going to go through is not an end in itself. It's going to lead you to a whole much greater platform that God is going to give you. That's good. Thank you. That's awesome. That's a good word. That is fantastic. <laughs> He's a good daddy. I mean, even just talking about like the transition, I think that's so I think that's so good because I, I definitely can see that. So I yeah, I, I mean I feel like I'm on the start of it. Mm-hmm. So I mean I feel like there's a lot more still to come, but um just having that kind of on the front side of that to be encouraged about, you know, here's what's coming, here's what to expect is really helpful. So thank you. Well the dream also shows that when the choice comes, whether to play it safe or not, God is saying, take the, take the faith road. Mm-hmm. Take the road that God's going to put you in a position where you can't do it on your own, and that's the road you need to go. You, got, you have to sense. go for the impossible now. This is your season to step out and go for what you know that you can't do on your own. That's good. That is good. Well, thank you so much for for listening, and thank you, more importantly, for calling in. That's awesome. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Well, we love you, Michael. And Michael has been on the show, so if you guys um, ever get a chance to go back through um, and go into the archives, Michael's talked about, we've talked about feathers, we've talked about angels, we've talked about uh, gemstones, and it's just... We actually did talk about immortality. And we talked about immortality, which was uh, which was such a great show. So, yeah, I mean, it was the beginning. It was definitely the beginning. So, Michael King, thank you so much for for calling in we really appreciate it and i i hope this has blessed you oh it definitely has thank you lisa and thank you again pastor gary really okay you too bye. okay bye-bye hey lisa. Bye now. lisa yes i made a new year's resolution this year that i was gonna live forever and, and how well so far so good <laughs> i'm doing pretty good so far <laughs> there you go but i'm bumped See, you have to tune in for the jokes, folks. (laughs) Um, Okay, so I got another short dream. And this is, it says, my sister had a dream that she went to a cafe to get coffee and left her motorcycle outside. By the time she came out, the motorcycle was stolen. That was short. (laughs) Yeah. Well, usually what I would ask is if the sister was a Christian or not, because it makes a big deal in terms of the interpretation. But I'll assume... Um, Borderline. Like, like it's coming. Coming into into the fold. (laughs) Okay. Well, a motorcycle represents your calling. It represents a ministry. You know, but a unique ministry, an individual ministry, something outside, a calling outside of the mainstream. Okay. So it shows that the person has a calling, but the problem is that leaving it outside to be stolen, it would show that it's very important for the person to really be watchful, you know, of what God has for them. You know, when you just leave something outside symbolically, it means that you're not really focused on your destiny. You're not really focused on what God has for you. So um, and, and so if the sister had the dream, it's probably a call to really pray. Okay. 
So that and and that's good because I think that that makes a lot of sense to her. Okay, I have another short dream. Hold on one second. Let me just get it. I just touched something and it just disappeared. So let me ask you a question. What about somebody who has a dream that they kind of wake up and they were crying, they were grieving over a loss of somebody? What what do you what do you think about like what does what does that necessarily mean if they've well, it depends if if somebody died and they wake up crying and grieving is mm-hmm. probably just that I would take it at face value face because value. a lot of dreams reflect your emotional state. Okay, you know then not a lot of dreams are not messages from God. A lot of dreams come from your emotions or from what you've been thinking about. If you're taking medication, it can severely affect your dreams, mm. especially, you know, heavy painkillers. Mm-hmm. Okay, and okay, is it, it, could it possibly, could the, could the loss also be like um, just some distress that from like a, a, um, like a relationship that's in trouble? Could it be something like that, that maybe they're mourning like a, a, a friendship? Yeah, any kind of emotion that you're going through will very often be expressed through a dream. Okay. And, and you, those are dreams that I wouldn't really necessarily try to get a full interpretation of. Okay. Because, see, in order for a dream to be from God, you have to find God somewhere in it. It's got to be redemptive. There's got to be a message in it. Okay. We can't. We don't just assume every dream is God telling us something. Okay. Okay. That's a dangerous position to take. Okay. All right. So I do have another dream. Um. Okay. So what, what the the caller or the person who sent me a thing they they said that actually they're just trying to find out if if they were if God was giving them permission to let go of a relationship and to be free. I, I, I don't think it was mourning as far as a loss of a, of a loved one because I'm, I'm getting some text back and forth because they're listening to the show. And it was light. It wasn't heavy. It was, it was, very, it was very bright. It wasn't a dark dream. But, but she's asking if, if, if they, let's see. It's it well, have time to, to let the, go have to in know the dream. The dream you know, so you'd have to know the dream. See, because the symbols are important. You can't just take one piece of a dream and say, well, what does the dream mean? Okay, so we're, I'm going to see if she, if she wants to go ahead and share the dream. Because sometimes, you know, and I understand that, you know, some people, for some people, dreams are so personal, especially if it's a, um, a, a destiny dream. Because God will speak out your destiny just like he did to Joseph. He told Joseph and showed Joseph that one day that his brothers would bow down to him. And But Joseph had to, he didn't have the proper interpretation of it. I mean, it was a truth, but he. But sometimes a dream needs to sit with you, correct? Um, yeah, but this is anonymous, so it's no, I know, No, I know that. But I'm saying that there are some people who are afraid to send me their dreams because, but, but as I said, you know, our dreams are anonymous. As you can well, tell, I don't, unless somebody wants to share. If you don't understand the dream, it's not doing you any good. So unless you know how to interpret dreams, yes. if you're not willing to send it, then mm-hmm. you're not going to have the understanding that God's trying to give you. So it doesn't really make sense. See, Joseph, he understood how to interpret his dream. Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. was a different story. 
Okay, so um, I have another dream that was just sent, and it's short. Short. <laughs> we, we like go. short dreams. Okay, so do you know who Lana Vowser is? V a w s e r. I think she's a prophet out of Australia. No, I have no idea. Okay, well, I believe she's a prophet out of Australia. Anyway, it says Atlanta Vowser comes up to me and grabs my left earlobe and walks away. Then my husband comes up and grabs my right earlobe and walks away. She says, I think I know what it means, but it still might be interesting to see if I'm on the right track. So... Okay, so somebody who you know is a prophet. You know, I don't know them, but yeah, take she, your word. Well, she, she's on Facebook. She has a ministry, but she's from Australia. So I do know who the person yeah, is. So okay. a, a prophet would represent a prophetic anointing. If they're going over and touching your ear, see, it would represent an anointing, an impartation. And your husband symbolizes Jesus. Mm-hmm. So... So the touching of the ear means God's anointing and the prophetic anointing coming upon the person in order to help give them the spirit of revelation, the ability to really understand, first of all, to understand more clearly the Word of God, and secondly, to clarity and understanding the voice of God. What does that mean, the voice of God? It means... See, when we say someone heard from God, it means that God puts thoughts into your head. Not every thought that you have is your own thought. The enemy puts thoughts in your head telling you you're stupid, ugly, you can't do anything. You have your own thoughts. Oh, I feel like having vanilla ice cream. And God will put thoughts into your head. So mm-hmm. first of all, you've got to discern. And second of all, you have to understand what God is saying. So you have to understand that it's God speaking. So that's, to me, the anointing upon the ears. Is ears, what the Bible talks about, ears to hear. Mm-hmm. And really gain understanding of what God is saying. Okay. Oh, that's good. All right. So I have another one. It says, I had a dream. This is short, too. I had a dream of a pair of hands holding an avocado sliced in half with the pit showing. The hands rested on the map of the world, on Europe. And it says, and a line went from the hands to the United States. Have any idea what this fruit dream means? (laughs) Considering we had avocado for dinner, so... (laughs) (laughs) Well, see, the thing with avocado is that it's closed. So the fact that it was open is showing that God is going to begin to open things to the person that had the dream concerning the nations. Oh. You know, that which has seemed, in other words, it's again a prophetic anointing Mm -hmm. in order to first gain understanding about what God is doing. And secondly, it could be even a call to the nations, but that, you know, I'm not going to go that far. But I'll, I'll go to the point that, see, the, the whole thing of something closed being opened mm-hmm. is showing God beginning to open up his heart and his mind for the nations mm-hmm. and, and for this nation. Oh, so that's even, that's even better. We like that because we want... We definitely want God to, to open up our nation because seriously, we, we got some issues. <laughs> we seriously got some issues. So that was, that was a great dream. Okay, so I have another dream. It's short. 
See, lots of lots and lots of short dreams, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, hold on. Okay, so we did a Trump dream. Huh. Now we're going to do a Hillary dream. <laughs> and trust me, I did not politically tell people to send me their political dreams. But here it is. It says Hillary Clinton was driving down my street, going to going to each house and taking the little kids. She was assisted by a man. When she got to my house and tried to take my nephew, I didn't allow her to, and I fought for him. (laughs) (laughs) Gary's been stumped. (laughs) I wouldn't say... No, I'm teasing. But, you know, there's different levels that it could mean, so then I have to try to discern prophetically... Mm-hmm. See, because a dream like that, it could, it could be about the church. It could actually be about politics. But what I believe is the Hillary Clinton trying to take a nephew is the spirit of this age, you know, because a lot of the things, again, I'm not endorsing anyone, but why don't I endorse anyone? Because if someone's going to be offended by me, it's going to be because of the gospel, not yeah. because of anything. Not because of politics. I make that my only offense. Yes. But um, after I said that, I forgot what I... Oh, so... <laughs> but, you know, the whole thing, the spirit of the age, you know, that she represents, mm-hmm. where things that the Bible calls sinful, that she says that... Uh, that are good, you know, the scripture speaks about in the last days yes. where they would call good evil and evil good. And we certainly see that. And we see that being promoted by a lot of the things that um, she upholds and teaches. So basically it was a dream that that she was going to fight to keep her nephew from getting into the values and views of the world. Right, because there's a spirit behind oh, I, these yeah. people. It's not just political candidates. Absolutely. There's spirits that drive them. Well, and that and that's one of the things I think that I've seen the most is that you can actually see some of the spiritual things that are happening, the the spirit of um, not only of disobedience, but of, um, of uh, um, what, is, uh, what is the thing, um, like a child, who doesn't want like to disobey, but it's not disobey. It's uh, um, they're they're rebelling, a, a rebellious spirit. Thank you, Lord. So it's like a rebellious spirit that's that's also coming forth, and it's been very interesting because as we as I've been watching, you know, TV or the news, I can see that it's not the person, but it's these like things that are kind of coming up because this is a very this is a very significant time that we're in, I believe. Well, we're seeing even in the church, you know, a desire to try to fit in. So you have pastors uh, who are mainstream pastors who are teaching the truth who all of a sudden got revelation that gay marriage is correct. And, mm. You know, all of, because they somehow want to remain relevant. And say we're not called to be relevant nope. when it calls when it comes to compromising the word of God. We're called to be relevant in terms of our ability to relate to the world. Right. But we never compromise the word. Nope. And we're losing a whole generation yep. who are just being pulled away. Even you speak to a lot of Christian young people yep. and they see nothing wrong with uh, gay marriage and yep. abortion. Yep. And, you know, that's the way of the world now. Well, it's it's a very scary thing. Okay, so the person who was asking all those questions before, they sent me their dream. 
Okay, so this is the dream. The dream was me in bed and this bright light over me and up and let's see, I'm feeling a hand over me. Then I felt the hand over me and sensing to let go. And then this deep yearning not to let go. Then I woke up weeping. <laughs> See, what the dream doesn't tell me is what they're letting go of. Mm. What is it? See, when you tell me let go, obviously it has to do with letting go of something. Is it a relationship or habit? A friend. It, de- it is a friend of letting go of a friend. See, that's the type of thing I don't like to do through dream interpretation. That's the type of thing I'd rather talk to someone. And and pray with. And and pray and find out the situation. Absolutely. I don't like giving direction through dreams because um, it's not a substitute for really gaining wisdom because sometimes it's hard to separate the emotion. So a lot of times people tell me they have dreams like that. And then when I talk to them, I get a totally different picture. Mm -hmm. So um, obviously the clear meaning of the dream is to let go. Yeah. But I, I wouldn't go just by a dream unless the person is really convinced in their heart that that's what the Lord is saying. Right. But I am very careful with dreams about giving direction to people unless it revolve unless it involves sin or you know you're on the wrong path you need to turn around. Well, um so the two questions is what did the hand represent? Did, was that God? Okay, tell me that part again. It said, let's see. I felt uh, feeling a hand over me, and then I felt the hand over me, and sensing to let go, and then this deep yearning not to let go, and then I woke up weeping. Yeah, well, that would be, again, the clear picture of God saying to let go and the person having a desire not to. Mm-hmm. Well, they just, the the person said that they they know that they felt it very deeply in their heart, that even when they woke up, that they felt it. Yeah, see, that's different. Then, See, you got to combine dream interpretation with the prophetic. Yes. So if you woke up and you're convinced in your heart that this is the right thing to do, mm-hmm. then that's the right thing to do. Right, right. See, I would look at that part even more, more than I would the dream. Sure, absolutely. And I and I think that's, that's part of it too, is that, you know, we... It, we have to really search. We we can look at the scriptures to, you know, to get a, to get a clearer understanding. But but the best understanding we're going to get is when we get into that private place with the Lord and really seek Him out and really. Yeah. So when you get a yeah. dream like this, now you come to God. When it comes again, when it comes to something of direction, right. not a just a picture for the future. But when God is saying you need to do this now. Right. Then you take the dream to the Lord and you get confirmation. If you're still struggling, that's where pastors, lee elders, apostles, you know, right. whoever your trusted friends would come. The Bible says there's safety. 
Absolutely. And a multitude of counselors. And I think that's part of the, the reason that it's important to share your dreams. I think it's it's great that you hold on to some dreams, but I think that some dreams need to be shared because you you have to kind of get a sense. Like when I get a dream that I don't understand, and I've had some pretty crazy dreams, which I have a dream for you, but <laughs> um, I've had some pretty crazy dreams and I've, I've always sent them to Pastor Gary because he has given me such a clarity of what to do with it. What should be my next step? What should I pray into? What should I look for? What are the things that, you know, that he reveals to me in the dream? What are some of the things that, um, that I, that, that he shares with me that I'm missing? Because sometimes, you know, I, I think when we see something in our dream, we we do take it for face value, and I, it's really important to have Holy Spirit because that's that Holy Spirit is really giving us the interpretation. I mean, let's be honest, guys. This is not just like it's coming from you know from air. It's coming from uh, you know holy air. It's coming from the Holy Spirit. So everything that that we do when we when we're praying into these things, it's it's getting that understanding from the Spirit of the Living God of what is being said. So I think that to share and to get like an understanding, but also to to get people to to almost kind of come into agreement with what you feel, correct? Because if they're not in agreement, then you then you have to go a little deeper, correct? Mm-hmm. So very often people send me dreams to interpret and I just don't feel comfortable leaving it at that. So I'll send them my phone number and say, can you call me? I want to work this through with you. Sure. See, um, but when you have a dream, and like I said before, you could hold on to it, but if you don't have meaning to it, it's not going to help you at all. So you need to seek meaning. See, the thing with Joseph was he already knew the meaning, and he shared it with the wrong people. Well, God might have the right people for you to share it with, but the most important thing is to understand the dream. Okay, so this is another quick dream. All right. It says I was running around and asteroids were falling all over the place, but I did not get hurt. I was ducking and they were falling all around me. Simple. <laughs> well, see, where do asteroids come from? From the sky, from, from heaven. From the sky. So we know that it's negative because if it was positive, you'd be catching them, right? You'd be letting mm-hmm. them hit you in the head. In other words, it's a demonic attack. Again, the person has been experiencing a demonic attack. And I believe the Lord is, uh, no, that's not what I believe. (laughs) See, the fact that they're ducking shows that they're too focused on what the enemy is doing. Mm -hmm. See, because if I'm always ducking the attack, it means I'm, I'm, instead of just being hidden in the Lord, I'm reacting all the time to what the enemy's doing. So I believe the Lord is showing that the person, you know, has been attacked by, you know, the enemy. Mm -hmm. But the person needs to really just stay focused on the Lord, just be hidden in him. And the Lord will fight for them. You know, in other words, don't spend too much time facing the enemy Keep your focus on the Lord, you know, and his ability to protect you. Okay. Um, I also have another dream. This wow, is Oh, they're pouring in. They are pouring. I keep they my phone keeps going off. Okay. This is from Maria Di Gregorio. Um, and she said, I had a dream that me, 
my husband Greg and Margie Florent, and, and it says around eight other people were sitting around in a long table dressed in army gear boots. And all in a camp-like setting. We were waiting for our orders from the general or sergeant. We got our orders, and then we all got in a pickup truck and left. Okay, so if everyone's sitting together in a table, it means joined together in unity in the Lord. You know, were they eating, you said? Nope, they were just sitting. Yes, sitting at a table means God putting people together for a purpose. So Mm. in other words, these are people that God is putting together, um, not just for fellowship, but for actual purpose beyond that. Yeah, I think that was a good dream. Okay, I have another one, nice and quick. Ready? <clears throat> this is this is actually this is from London, London, England. Woohoo! Thank you, London, for for sending oh, me that. That must be my new daughter, Julia. Yes, it is. Yay. Oh, that's so cute. Oh, hi, Julie. Okay, so she dreamt. Okay, so this is actually for a friend of hers. It says, I was playing a slot machine with my sister and I won $3 million. I told her we can now live good. All bills are paid. Oh, okay, good. So um, being um, the person is a Christian, see, and, and being in the slot machine would show that the person really doesn't have direction moving forward. They're sort of trying to figure out, you know, Mm -hmm. there's no clear direction. In other words, you know, life feels very unsure, like a gamble, like a risk. Mm -hmm. But three million, the basis of three million is the number three. Okay. And three is the number of God. Yep. So when you have three million, what God is is telling the person that just rest in his love, rest in his faith, that um, no matter what life might seem like, you know, the person might not really feel sure and not feel confident moving ahead. And so, you know, whichever way they go, it seems like a risk, like a gamble. Mm -hmm. But God is saying that the person is going to make it through, that he's with them, that his grace and his power Mm -hmm. will make sure that they're okay. So in other words, just have faith and and just find peace in him and know that the situation they're going through is it's gonna come out okay. It's gonna come out in their favor. Ooh, that's good. That's a good dream. Okay, here's another one. It says I had a dream about my family. My friend and I had a dream that my family are in a small plane circling around in the sky, not landing, and she looked around the plane and she could see what she understood as God's hand holding the plane up in the air. Okay, can you just read it again? Sure. My family had a dream. Wait, what do you mean my Hold family? On. A had dream a dream about my family. I oh, had okay. okay. About my family. My friend my friend had a dream about her family. My friend had a dream that my family are in a small plane circling around in the sky and not landing. She looked around the plane and she could see what she understood as God's hand holding the plane up in the air. So God's hand was holding the plane up in the air. Well, I'll ask you, what what would you think that would mean, the hand of God? Well, the hand of God means that, that, well, first of all, the plane represents a ministry, which means that it's it's not going to be a local ministry, that it's going to have to be... Well, typically, but I'm not getting that sense in this dream. You know, typically an airplane, but being that it was her family. Okay. See, that could represent the family, a church. Okay. But I'm just getting a sense that 
it's a message for this family. Again, I'm you're now just, remember they're circling too. So it's so the fact right, that they're, they're circling, circling. What does that mean? It means well, they feel stuck. Right? Yeah, they're stuck. They're exactly. going through a situation where it seems like they're going around in circles. Correct. And it seems like a difficult situation. But God's and hand is in it. And then you do the part about God's hand. Yeah, God's hand is in it. God is holding up this plane. So God's hand is actually he's he's in this whole situation. And even though it seems like you're circling, God is going to help you to land because his hand is underneath it. You're not going to crash. <laughs> That's what I'm right, not going to crash and you'll be okay because yeah. God is undergirding the yes. person. Yep. God is the foundation for yep. the person. Oh, that's so, that was a good dream. There you go. Okay, so here's another one. This one's a, this one's a little bit longer. Okay, it says, I was in the backseat of a car with a group of people driving down the road. I looked out of the window and I saw bears walking up and down the sidewalk. Behind the sidewalk, let's see, were fields of bright green grass. I looked up and there was a goat in the sky where the sun should be. Oh, this is getting good. I tried to get everyone's attention in the car, but they kept talking and didn't pay attention. Then in the next scene, I was walking on the sidewalk downtown in an older business section, and there were bears walking up and down the sidewalk again. I went into a store to get away from all the bears and an old gray-haired woman with her hair pulled back in a bun sitting behind the desk was in the room with a ton of kids sitting down studying at their desk. The bear came inside and the older woman waved her hand like she was going to swat the bear on the nose and the bear turned and walked out. Okay, so the bear market, I know it has to do with money, right? Oh, that was good. <laughs> See, know, I pay I, attention. <laughs> I was going to go bear hunting last week, but uh-huh. I saw a sign on the road. It said bear left, so I went home. <laughs> what but was I'm the bummed. sense to keep going if it said bear left? There you go. So, okay, so she was in the she was in a dream, so she was in the car, and she was in the back seat of the car. So that means she wasn't and driving. And you said people weren't paying attention. And people were not paying attention, Correct. See, what would that show? That It shows that the work of the enemy trying to come against the finances of the nation, you mm-hmm. know, to crash the economy. Right. I know that there are people out there teaching that that's God's will. He wants to destroy. He's angry at America. Mm-hmm. He wants to destroy the economy. But that doesn't match to me with the gospel, which says, where Jesus said, I'm called to preach good news to the poor. What's the good news to the poor? That he's he's our provider. <laughs> right, that they don't have to be poor. They don't so, have to be poor. So I don't yeah. think God's changing the gospel to exactly. say that he doesn't like the poor and he's going to make them even poorer. So, but what is the goat? Uh, do you know the scripture that says where we're going to separate the goat from the from the sheep? Now, who are the goats? Those are people in the church who are teaching falsely. Mm-hmm. So what I believe is that. There are people in the church that are believing that it's God's will, you know, for people to be poor, that he's angry, that he's going to make people poor, that, you know, America has broken its covenant with God. That's how the story goes. Yeah. Just like ancient Israel. So just as he made them poor in judgment, that God's going to pour out his judgment on America. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And I, I, and the church is totally oblivious that it's the enemy's plan to make people poor. I think I figured out the second part of the dream. Can I give it a shot? Sure. Okay. So she said she was walking downtown in an older business section, and the bears were walking up and down. So again, it's still the economy. And she went into a store with an old woman, and the, and the hair was pulled back, and the hair was gray. Okay. So I believe that the woman is wisdom. Ha ha. Yay. Okay, we're getting shakes. Okay, and she would, and she was sitting at a desk with kids. So what? What I believe is that this woman who represents wisdom, that wisdom is going to train up the youth. So, and when when the economy tried to come in and tell her something, she was ready to hit it and tell it to go away. That that that, that wisdom was going to teach the younger people their authority that they don't have to be afraid of the economy. How how's that? That's right, that God, you know, to teach them God's true heart, you know, like Heidi Baker always says, in God, there's always more than enough, there's always provision, but yet a lot of people, a lot of Christians are in fear, there's so many groups of Christians that they say that they have meetings to prepare for disaster. Okay. Because they believe God is angry and he's about to bring disaster. Seriously. <laughs> I mean, I do believe in the end time judgment. I believe in the lake of fire. But yeah. I, I believe we're now in a time when we're called to bring the good news. We're called to love people. I don't believe we're in the, we're at the end where it's all over. I, I believe we this haven't seen yet the greatest yep. move of God there. Yep. has ever been. I, I agree with that because what I always go back to is before Jesus went to the cross, he he just totally poured out the love of God on everybody to show how much God loved the children. And, and he was with the, the prostitutes and he was with the lepers and he was with the sick and he was with the, you know, the thieves and all these things. And that's where Jesus was to show the love of God. Then he went to the cross. So it's like that pour out, I don't believe, has happened in the magnitude that it's supposed to. Because the the scripture where it says that the Lord, like his eyes, search the hearts of men, right? To find, to see who is about to turn. And I believe that the, the day that the Lord searches the world and there isn't anybody else who can be turned, that's when he's coming. So that's how we don't know the, because only God can see the hearts of men. So, and he knows when somebody's ready to be turned. So, and he, and it says that Jesus says he doesn't want one person to perish. So therefore he's going to wait until everything is done. And because of some of the things, unfortunately, that some of the church, and I mean church in, in, in a, like a very broad, I'm not talking about certain religions. I'm talking about church as the building, not as the body. But the, the churches have been giving such a misunderstanding and, and such a, um, a sad gospel <laughs> that that you know we got works to do right yeah well that's the goat the goat is the picture of, yes. of the false gospel being preached and what's the false gospel god hates you he's angry at you yeah. he's about to destroy you but you know what i was also thinking about and i don't know if this is right but isn't doesn't goats have something to do with with the muslim religion with with muslim or is that wrong 
in this dream, I don't, I don't really see okay. that. In this dream, I think the church is a lot bigger of an issue than yeah. the Muslims. <laughs> yeah. Because here's what happens. When you get those prophetic words that God's angry, he wants to send an earthquake and right. destroy California, for right. example. What happens with Christians, number one, they start to fear. Yes. And you see a lot of fear and anxiety among Christians, especially when they start setting dates. Now we hear September 29th, guaranteed the end of America. That's <laughs> all over. Yes. And secondly, well, why bother then? If God is angry and he's going to begin to bring destruction, then why bother going out to change the nation, to invade the culture, to influence people if, if that's not God's plan? Okay. So the church is becoming paralyzed by the false, by hearing a false heart, the, the heart that's not God. His heart right now is Isaiah 61. Jesus said, that's my mission, to heal the brokenhearted, to preach the good news to the poor. Jesus said that he, a bruised reed he wouldn't break. Okay. See, to me, that's the gospel. That's the heart of God. Unless people are saying, this is it, the world's going to end tomorrow. But I believe there's a whole harvest of souls yet to come. Billions mm -hmm. of souls ready to come in. I agree with that, 100%. Okay, so I have this one. This is an interesting thing. Um, this person writes, I like to envision myself in meadows, etc., when trying to fall asleep at night. It helps me to get to sleep faster. I was trying to envision myself in a meadow of wildflowers when all of a sudden my vision shifted to me being on a very high and steep rocky mountain, standing on the edge, looking around at nothing but gray rocky cliffs and mountains everywhere, and looking down was a thick fog. Looking up was blue sky and some clouds. I'm staring in amazement being there as I sense a presence coming at me and I look up to my right and see a gigantic bald eagle soaring to me. He hovers in front of me and I get on his back and we fly in around those mountains and fog. It was to me a beautiful and peaceful experience. Could you please tell me what it means? Yeah, so when you're going up, see, in a meadow, I can't really see, right? All right. I see is what's in front of me. But mm -hmm. what happens when I'm up on top of a mountain? You can see everything. So, in other words, when I go up high, especially on the mountain, that when you go into the top of a mountain, it means you're coming into the realms of glory. You're coming mm. into God's presence. Because mm -hmm. where did Jesus go to meet with the Father? He where did to, Moses go to meet? Went up to, to the mountain, yep. On top of the mountain. Yep. So, and the ego represents the prophetic anointing. So, in other words, God is showing this person that had the dream that they're called to be a prophet, that there's a tremendous prophetic anointing coming upon them, and they're going to really begin to have a seer anointing and see things through God's perspective. Ooh, that's good. Okay, so here's another one. It said... I had a dream of taking a shower outside with different and multiple shower heads, but the one that felt the best was the one that was a hard flow hitting around my head. And it says, and the one that was pouring on me like a shower of rain. Okay. So when, when it's hitting your head, what do you think your head represents? What's in your head? Your mind. Your yes. mind. So mm -hmm. what is God saying? 
that the person needs to renew their mind in terms of, I believe, in terms of their, their true identity, that God wants them to really see themselves for who they are. Mm-hmm. And not, you know, so I believe that the cleansing means all those thoughts. God wants to get rid of all the fearful thoughts, all the negative thoughts. And he just, see, just being in the shower and just pouring down the same, just come into the presence of God and just let him wash you. Just um, let him speak to you. Let him wash away the past and all the hurts. Okay. I, that, that was good, too. That's a, those are good dreams. Yeah, well, when dreams are from God, they're typically good. Okay, so I have, this is a, just a little bit longer, but not too bad. It was about someone accusing me and setting me up. When I went to go meet the officer about it, I felt that I would be able to clear things up because he would see I was a good person. But when I got there, I was wrong. They were out to get me, and they even made a plan to set me up. It was like a man dressed in an officer, like clothes, and a girl. I remember looking in those eyes and thinking, wow, I am dealing with some serious authorities of darkness here. I can see it in their eyes that they were there to destroy me, and they were not going to budge. Right, can you read that again? <laughs> sure. What part? The whole thing? Yeah, it was pretty short. It was pretty short. See, my memory is not what it used to be. Okay, so let's, we'll, we'll break it up. So it was about someone accusing me and setting me up. When they went to go to the officer about it, so they were going to the police, I guess, that they felt that they would be able to clear things up because they, they're a good person. But when they got there, they were wrong. because. Oh, okay, I got it now. Okay. So, all right, someone accusing you, who accuses you? That would be Satan. That would be the Satan. That would be Satan. So, what's the person trying to do? Justify themselves. Correct. We don't justify ourselves. That's right. Jesus justifies. Right. We have been justified. We have been cleansed. And the more you entertain those accusations and try to answer them and try to justify in your mind, oh, no, but I'm a good person. You're not, it's not that you're a good person. It's that Jesus died for you. You've That's been right. cleansed by the blood of the lamb. And what, so what is God saying? Don't stop listening to the accusing voice of the enemy and, and then responding to it. Don't, you see, it's getting in that person's head and they're starting to feel like, well, that is who I am and feeling like they have to justify themselves right. when they are fully loved and accepted by God right now for just for who they are. Now, the other thing is that the that there was a man who was dressed like an officer. So it really wasn't an officer. So I, I think the other thing is that God is trying to show her that the people that you think are really there to help you, not so much. That That's well, the other thing. Well, Again, a lot of times in church, <laughs> yeah, there are people who will really help the enemy along and start speaking judgment over you. Mm-hmm. You know, you share and your problem with them, and instead of instead of just unconditionally accepting you and loving you and helping you through it, mm-hmm. the finger pointing stuff. Your problem is you don't read the word enough. If you've been praying. This wouldn't happen to you. See, that's what happens very often in in church. I learned that after I was a Christian for just a couple of months. 
I shared one thing. Someone asked me, how are you doing? See, people set you up with that question. Mm-hmm. And they want, and then as soon as you respond in a negative way, oh, I'm struggling, I'm not... They come, it's like sharks smelling blood coming from all over. Well, this is your fault. You haven't been in the spirit. And if you were, this wouldn't be happening to you. So God is saying, be careful who you share with. Look for people who will... Not people who will just agree with negative things you're doing, but people who won't judge you, people who really value you for who you are. Everything else is dead religion. Okay. Okay, so this is going to be my last stream. <laughs> you ready? It's a little long, but I think it's a, it's, it's a really good one. Okay, so they dreamed. I dreamed that I was in a room where some girls were getting promoted. I was sitting on the side with my daughter and my friend, Gloria Cooper, and others. The presenter was talking to the girls and their escorts, and then they introduced the guest speaker, who was Sean Bowles. He walked around the front of the girls for a bit and asked the presenter which group. The presenter told them only the girls. Sean looked at us and walked over and turned his back on me and knelt. I laid my hands on his back and prayed in tongues. He moved ahead and began to fall forward. He then leaned over to my friend Gloria and she whispered in his ear and he laughed and turned around and she whispered in the other one. I got up and saw my daughter and stood next to her. When the presenter saw that Sean wasn't doing what he was supposed to do, he became angry. Surprise. Our, (laughs) Our side our side of the group all got up in a group and stood next to Sean. So. So you said she put her hands on Sean Bolts's back? Correct. While he was ministering to the young people. Yes. Yeah, so what I believe is that it shows that God is raising up a prophetic generation mm-hmm. and that God wants to use her, you know, to help to raise them up, to help to um, bring them into that place of the supernatural. See, what does Sean Bolt's teach? He teaches yeah, on the prophetic. He teaches on the prophetic, but even more than that, mm-hmm. he teaches on love and acceptance and mm-hmm. valuing people and honoring people. You know, so I believe there's a generation coming that's called to break the power of religion, to mm-hmm. establish the, the healing anointing, the prophetic anointing. But unfortunately, there's going to be resistance to it. That was a person who didn't like what was going yes, on. Yes, exactly. So there's going to be resistance. There might be a battle because yes. a lot of people like church how it is you know we just go and go home say wow that we had a good time in the lord today we weren't challenged (laughs) we didn't have to do anything Mm -hmm. but see god's plan i believe is to raise up a young generation who's tired of the religious spirit and the tradition they're hungry for the prophetic they want true encounter with god they want true relationship with people You know, they see the hypocrisy. They see the pointing fingers and the accusing tongues, and they're tired of it. So I believe that this woman's called to cover those that generation. That's good. Yeah, and that and that definitely because this person who sent it—that's why I saved it for the last. She she definitely has a heart of an intercessor, and she also has a strong prophetic 
you know, gifting inside of her that, that I believe that God is starting to pull out. Well, that was quite a bunch of, I think that is a record for us, isn't it? Could be. Could I be. think that was a record. So the next time that Gary comes on, you guys are going to have to send me some more dreams because that was awesome. And I love the fact that each of them really dealt with something very different. And it really kind of, we were able to kind of talk about different things and bring things to surface that people can use to help interpret. So when you have these types of dreams, it's going to give you some uh, some ideas. So if you guys are interested in, in getting, Gary has a book, Dream Interpretation, a Beginning Manual and Dictionary. It's called Understanding the Divine Messages Within Your Dreams. You can actually go to his website, correct? Right, surpassingglory.org. And not only can they get the book, they could get a PDF copy of the book, or they can also send me dreams directly through the website, surpassingglory.org. So if you guys have dreams that you would like Pastor Gary to interpret, you can send them to surpassingglory.org, you know, and he will get back to you. Sometimes it, it might take a little bit depending on what's going on, but he'll usually get back to you like within a day or two, correct? Well, more like within a week or okay, two. Okay, within a week or two. <laughs> depending on the dream. Yes. If, if it hits me right away, I just do it right away. But right. some dreams can take me an hour and a half. Yes. Do. So before we end, I'm just going to give you this dream because this dream is just a weird dream. And I actually didn't send it to you. This is a dream I had, which was kind of crazy. So, and I'm going to make it as concise as possible. You ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I dreamt that there was a big carnival in town. Okay, but the car- sounds like the church again. Okay, and the carnival was ending, <laughs> but there was the the ringmaster came over and asked if we were fed, and I said no, but everything was closing. But there was a woman. Now this is the part that kind of threw me a little bit. There was a woman who was sitting who had no top on, like she had ab- so I could see her 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 boobs, but she he told her in a different language to get up. So when she got up, she put this red sash around her and she went to go and supposedly get food. But then, then I, it shifted because I didn't get anything to eat. Then it shifted and they were closing up the carnival and everybody was saying goodbye and they were all excited and they were waving. This is, this is the crazy part. So there's this bridge and in this bridge, there's a hole. And I can see that they're walking these animals across the bridge to this hole. And I see that there's all these other animals that are going to be sacrificed to these animals above. Because that's what, you were, that's what people were going to do is they were taking chickens and they were throwing them up into the hole. Seriously. And, and I remember seeing all these different things. Like I saw like fish that were going to be giving to the dolphins. And I saw that there were chickens that were going to be given up to whatever. But then I saw, a, I saw a dog that was really, it was like a poodle, but it was kind of beaten up. And I was thinking to myself, what is going to eat that poodle? So that's, that's part of the dream. Do you want me to finish the, the, the very end? Yeah. Okay. So then it shifts into a place where... I'm like in this, like, I guess it's like a meeting area. And this is where the circus is over. Everybody's in the back. And I started to talk to the people who were supposedly in charge of it. And we were talking and I realized that the husband had a kingdom heart. 
And I said to him, I said, don't worry. I said, God is going to bless you because you have a kingdom heart. And then they said that they would like to come on my show when I woke up. Okay, I was right, I believe, that the yeah. carnival, the circus, represents the church. Yeah, you were right. In, in, a, in, in the sense where it's a place of performance, pleasing people, preaching a gospel that will tickle people's ears. You know, we don't want to challenge anyone too much. You know, we don't want to offend people with the power of God, with the prophetic. So we want to take out anything that could be offensive. But we'll put on a show. We'll make sure we got the smoke machines. Yeah. Which isn't bad. But when that's the essence of what you have to offer, when worship becomes a performance Mm -hmm. instead of an encounter. See, that's a lot, uh, you know, I believe your experience in the past in church. And I believe that lady represents the Jezebel spirit. That's what I thought. That's exactly what I thought. But her putting on the red sash shows a a disguised Jezebel spirit that's operating in the church. In the church. Yep, that's what I got. Yep. And see, animals typically represent people. Okay. So what does it mean that all these animals are being sacrificed? It means... The people of God are being sacrificed in the sense mm. that they're, they're not being um, really um, brought to the Lord. They're not they're being, presented They're being thrown an, to the wolves. <laughs> thrown to the wolves. In other words, the important thing is not helping people grow in their gifts and their destiny. Mm-hmm. It's not important, you know, that we're really going to touch heaven, that we're going to teach people how to encounter God, how to activate their gifts. Mm-hmm. So what's being sacrificed are destinies. Oh, that's so good. Gary, that is so good. Go ahead, keep preaching. Because that, uh, that's been my heart because the Lord really talked to me and he said to me, he said, Lisa, he said, there have been, he said, many of my children were given destinies, but when they went to their leaders or their pastors or, you know, whoever, they didn't agree with them. And so they, they walked away from them. So that's, that's really, really, so it was a God dream then, really was a God dream. Yeah, but the good part is at the end, you said that there was a man who had a kingdom mindset. So yes. in other words, I, I believe that there's a, a shifting, a changing of the guard. Yes. And I won't get into it, but read Isaiah 22 that talks about the changing of the guard. You know, the old leadership being removed and, and a new godly, holy leadership that really only cares, has no fear of man, only cares about pleasing God and doing his will. There you go. That, I think that was a good way to end the show. What do you think? <laughs> Sure. Sure, that works. You have a joke? I got, I got a good way to end this. I'm show. waiting for your joke. Go ahead. Uh, I heard about this elderly woman that she was at the beach. Okay. I think this is a true story, but she was at the beach and all of a sudden she looked, she heard a voice. She looked down, it was a talking frog. So she picked up the frog and the frog said, Well, I'm not really a frog. I'm really, uh, I'm really a prince, but. There was a spell cast, but if you'll kiss me, I'll turn into a prince, and then I'll marry you. So she picks up the frog, puts it in her pocket, gets into the car, starts driving home. The frog said, didn't you hear what I said? 
I'm really a prince, and if you kiss me, I'll turn back into a prince, and I'll marry you and live with you forever. Aren't you going to kiss me? The lady said, no. The frog said, why not? The lady said, to tell you the truth, at my age, I'd rather have a talking frog. <laughs> that's the way to end the show. That's right the way, but I'm bumped. And that's why we love to have Pastor that Gary. That one was from Marie. <laughs> was it? Yeah. Ah, she's great. Marie is great. Well, guys, I, I thank you so much for, for sending your dreams. I, I think that um, we hit a lot of fun stuff and we shared some great stuff. We're definitely going to have Pastor Gary back on. So you will definitely get a heads up when, when we have him. Plus, you got to see him if you got to, uh, if you tuned into my Facebook video, which um, I have on Touch by Prayer. So you can definitely uh, check it out. But this was fun. So go ahead and just give that website one more time, Gary. Okay, surpassingglory.org. Surpassingglory.org. So guys, you can always send your dreams to Pastor Gary, and within a week or two, he'll get back to you. How's that? There you go. <laughs> or three. Or three. <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, just to let you know, next week we have Michael Van Vleiman. We're going to be speaking about seeing in the spirit. So if you don't know what that is, you definitely want to tune in. But thank you guys for, for sharing your dreams. Thank you so much for listening. Just have a nice evening. Remember to go out and touch someone. Good night.